Welcome to Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm your co-host, Anoop. I'm one of your other co-hosts, Colleen. And I'm your last co-host, Matt. Okay. Finally. Fucking took long enough <laughs> to get out. We did it. We, we, we did it. <laughs> we're on another episode of the podcast, guys. I know it's been 80 years since we recorded one, but we're back at it again with the White Kids. They don't know how long it's been. We've had it's a been seller release schedule. 80 years. <laughs> 80 years. <laughs> it feels like it man. has been. It's been a while. So, guys. Yeah, that's how we forgot how to intro. How are you feeling? I feel kind of sick right now because we just uh, prepped for this week's episode. Yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I feel a little queasy, <laughs> frankly. I don't feel good about myself. Um, if I hadn't run a marathon yesterday, I'd probably feel even worse about myself. Yeah. Thankfully, well, we've this got week a is wild a, cherry waterfall. A very special episode because we're doing something, a uh, different category of thing, if you will. This week, we had Lunchables, predominantly for dinner. I'm going to be honest. I couldn't really, in any good name, take a Lunchable into work because I work in a <laughs> hospital. So I probably would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Uh, frankly, I think they would have taken away my license. Um, so, so I did have lunchables for dinner, and it was it was quite the experience, guys. Lunchables. What's what is your experience with lunchables? Well, besides the veritable feast we just had of yeah, lunchables yeah. for our dinner, um, lunchables were a lunchtime staple for sure. I was trying to remember. I think they were exclusively elementary school staples because mm-hmm. i think by the time i got to middle school with like the cafeteria and stuff like that progressed beyond a partitioned meal in a box but there was a lot of lunchables in my childhood but i was also a very picky eater so lunchables were uh segmented even further than what came in the box so ham and cheese was my favorite but i didn't love cheese growing up so it was just ham what? and crackers i'm sorry what yeah oh matt Matt, that's very viscerally upsetting in a way that we're going to get yeah. into as this podcast well, goes I on. Well, ju- I don't want to <laughs> spoil it. Who did I it, marry? But eating the cheese in that box, it's like, it might as well not even be there. It tastes like nothing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get yeah. God. Uh, Colleen, how about you? Uh, a lot of Lunchables growing up? You know, I feel like I did. I had definitely had the hot dog once before. I was not a ham and cheese fan as a kid. So I don't think I had those ones, but I used to eat the pizza ones all the time. And like up till pretty recently, like Matt ran a hundred miler last year. And when I accrued for him, I was by myself and I had to bring lunch and it was like in the middle of nowhere. So I brought myself a pizza Lunchable and it was delicious. They make like adult Lunchables. Yeah, well, I got the kid one because it sounded better. But anywho, growing up, I definitely ate them a lot. I I was picky about them. So mostly pizza, but... I, I, I had, again, elementary school. And then once I got to middle school, I stopped eating them, I think, because we had a, a taco bar. So why wouldn't I just eat tacos every day? Yeah, that makes way more sense. Pretty much eating anything every day besides this makes way more sense. But <laughs> getting into my history with Lunchables, my I, I'm, I'm pretty sparse in terms of Lunchables. I know I had the pizza Lunchables before, but my parents mm-hmm. definitely weren't the type to buy this shit for me. At the time, I was always very jealous of people who had Lunchables because it's like, it's like pizza, it's hot dogs. It looks very good. Um... While I was eating the Lunchables today, I was stricken by a, just a like a particular sadness. 
Now Lunchable strikes me as sad, because, like, it just feels like maybe somebody didn't love these kids enough. <laughs> like, say that, say what you will, my my dad made a sandwich for me for, like, every year growing up. Every day of every week, he'd make a sandwich. It's like peanut butter and jelly, some deli meat, whatever it might be. And at the time, I wasn't always happy with those. In retrospect, I'm like, God damn. Right now, if somebody handed me a sandwich, I was like, here, I made you lunch for work. I'd be so thankful. Just real <laughs> fucking food would be great after what we just put ourselves through. Yeah. And I got more and more sad as we ate them. But they were very, I think more so than anything we've done, very nostalgic for me because it had that like smell and taste component. Yeah. And I was immediately transported back to my elementary school cafeteria, which was just the gym that they rolled tables out in for us to eat lunch in. <laughs> so like every day they like had this key that unlocked tables and benches that they'd roll out and we'd all sit down on. And yeah, if you had Lunchables, especially the pizza or nachos, you were hot shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really bring my lunch that much. And I ate a lot of uh, peanut butter fluff sandwiches as a child. That was my go to. Um, but I do remember I like had to beg my parents to get me Lunchables because like they knew that it wasn't a good meal. They were, you know. Yeah, because they have just a lick of sense. If I had a child right now, which would actually kind of be around the age that my parents had like started having kids, which is just disconcerting to think about. I can barely <laughs> handle a podcast. But <laughs> let, let's just get into that on some other episode. If I had a kid right now, I would never buy a Lunchables. Just yeah. poison. Yeah, having just experienced it, I know. In terms of what we got today, so I had the pepperoni pizza Lunchable and the ham and cheese Lunchable, and then you guys had the pepperoni pizza as well, the ham and cheese as well, and we had the privilege of trying the hot dog Lunchables, which, boy howdy, uh, there's a reason that those are hard to find. Right, right. I had the privilege of my grocery store not having them, so I did not have to eat them. So I feel pretty good about that one. Uh, you like lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. These hot dog ones, like, if we want to just, like, get into it, don't even come in, like, the plastic carton. It's, like, a bag of buns, vacuum-sealed hot dogs. Yep. And the saddest ketchup and mustard. It's not even like French's mustard and Heinz. It's like Lunchable brand ketchup. Yeah, it's not good. It's like, oh my God. It's like 90% yeah. sugar. Yeah. You know, I I didn't really think of that until now. Because if you were to say make a pizza or, you know, let's not go into the pizza because pizza is like a real food. It's very separate from what's going on here. But if you mm -hmm. were to make ham and cheese on crackers which is something you could do at home you would right. buy ham you would buy cheese you would buy crackers and all three of those would be good in their own right like a ritz cracker with even just like craft singles slices of cheese and let's say boar's head or uh even lower uh, oscar meyer like an oscar meyer yeah. ham right those would all be perfectly serviceable and you would eat them and it would taste like ham and cheese on a cracker but when you Buy Lunchables. It is Lunchable brand crackers, Lunchable brand cheese, and Lunchable brand ham. And it's just not right. And I, I wonder, just how does a Lunchable brand hot dog taste? Because hot dogs already fake as shit. So, like, yeah, what's the next level so of that? Honestly, it tasted really bland. I, like, it wasn't... You know, sometimes you can get a pretty good hot dog. You know, you get, like, a beef hot dog and you're like oh this is like pretty good it tasted very 
tasteless, I guess. I don't know. It just like was really, and it was slimy and it was cold too. Like you, you never would just sit down and be like, I'm about to eat a cold hot dog. Right. But we didn't right. heat it up and you wouldn't when you're in school. So it to keep like, it true, we kept it cold and it was just slimy and bizarre. There was too much bun. It was like a stick of essence of hot dog. Yeah. Like I opened the package and it smelled like hot dogs, and I put it on the little buns, and it looked like hot dogs, and then tasted like nothing except stale bun and yellow vinegar, because that's what the mustard tasted like. Yeah. I didn't try the ketchup, and it was uh, really horrible. In terms of sense senses, what I'm getting here is, say you opened up a package of hot dogs, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. cook all those hot dogs. At the bottom of the package is that, that little bit of hot dog water. Yeah, and so you did that like a hundred times, and you soaked every each time you soaked that hot dog water into a sponge, and then you just cut up that sponge and put it inside of buns itself. That's what you guys got today. Yeah, that's uncanny. That's exactly yes. what we just ate. And okay, it, it was just really amazing to me that like here as an adult, I'm looking at this going like this is fucking insane. But to a kid, you're thrilled that you're like. Coming into to school, you have this cardboard rectangle of hot dogs, and then you're just like this Frankenstein thing that's all been like vacuum packaged and preserved for shelf. Like this could probably last like five years out of the fridge. Yeah, for sure. Like no question. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm like appalled. I just didn't even want to eat it, put it together. Um, and yeah, I feel a little, little uh, sick to my stomach talking about it. Honestly, the most redeeming quality was the Capri Sun. Capri Suns are awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get into Capri Sun. Well, I guess there's a Capri Sun in every package, so I'll I'll, I'll drop my Capri Sun thoughts on this this particular package. Um, also, how is it not like a Lunchables branded Capri Sun? Like, yeah, why is it everything's Lunchables except for the Capri Sun oh, and the, and the, the Crunch Bar? Yeah, and the Crunch Bar. Yeah, yeah. So I poured out a Capri Sun yesterday. Because I wanted to understand the mechanics of a Capri Sun. And um, Capri Sun has so much sugar in it that it is actively coming out of solution. If you pour out a Capri Sun, there's like particulate in it. And (laughs) it is so thick, looking at it, it is visibly viscous. It is not like a liquid in the most traditional sense. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I was like very curious about it. It tastes good i mean well yeah it's like sugar it's just sugar but it was very disturbing to look at like they they hit the nail on the head with the pouch they were like yeah. nobody's gonna drink this if they <laughs> can see it you wait what what flavors did you have that you're talking uh, about so i the one that i had yesterday is fruit punch i gotta be honest the one that i had today i threw in the fridge because i wasn't really feeling a capri sun right now <laughs> Yeah, I just drank the fruit punch. Colleen had the wild cherry waterfall, which I think is a water-based one. But I don't know if that means it's just sugary water or if it's just cherry unsweetened. I might crack into this mid-episode to try it. Yeah, you should. I liked it. I thought it was good, but I also love sugary drinks. So. Yeah, just you to do. quench your thirst, you know, get it out of there. Yeah. Like, uh, my, is my mouth and throat covered in just in just slime right now? Sure, but it was worth it. Apologies to the ASMR of me, uh... Cracking into Capri Sun on the episode. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how did the... I think the other thing that's very notable about the hot dog one... Two things, really. The So ketchup, right? Now, I'm very particular with my ketchup now. I'm pretty much just a Heinz guy. Like, it's gotta be Heinz. 
You don't like it? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, guys. We hit, I wish you could screenshot Matt's face right now. The visceral, vis, <laughs> the visceral displeasure of drinking the wild cherry waterfall. Matt does not enjoy this one. So it's very sweet. So it's really sweet. I don't think it's like... I thought it would be like cherry-flavored water. No, no, and no. And that would be healthy. No, no. Because it says flavored water beverage. So I guess that's just their way of getting around there being no juice in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're like, we're not legally allowed to call this juice. <laughs> it tastes like if you melted down like a hundred Luden's cough drops. That's probably why I like it. I love and, those cough drops. Right. You kidding me? I was buddies with the nurse at my elementary school. Nurse Hughes, what's up? I would go She's and visit her. her all the time. She's listening. And be like, my throat hurts just so I could get a cough drop. And like she knew what, what was happening. And my mom ended up working at that same elementary school later. Um, like I was already in high school or yeah, I think high school at that time she was working there. And I'd go back and visit and she'd be like, do you want a cough drop? Conditioner. And the answer so was, was yes, of course. I was that cool kid that hung out with the nurse, you know, in case you were yeah, wondering what kind of person I was Fucking high up. off cough drops. Yeah, that's all checked out. <laughs> in character yeah so what were we talking yeah. about the hot dogs the ketchup oh yeah ketchup just just i'm i'm very particular about heinz how is lunchables ketchup terrible matt didn't eat it there's still some i don't think i threw it out if you want to yeah I, I mean you don't have to throw it out for it to be garbage so don't worry about <laughs> it. so the interesting thing is it like said ketchup and mustard on it with like stereotypical looking bottles for each of those but it said ketchup with starch added. Does ketchup normally have like a starch in it? Like I was trying to think of like what have they added to this that they need to indicate that this is not gluten-free ketchup. I don't know. Or maybe it is gluten-free, but maybe it's like potato starch. Like is that know. how they thicken it? Corn starch? No idea. I know nothing about the makeup of ketchup in general, so I'm not the right person to ask here. Yeah, that, that is troubling, isn't it? What yeah. What starchy what starchiness do they need? Like, do they right. need to make it more? I my understanding is ketchup doesn't really go bad, right? Right. So, what if we were onto something and this is like the best ketchup? And like every time you're like, okay, you need McDonald's fries, and then you need to buy like 15 hot dog lunchables to get the ketchup out of it, yeah. and then you'll be ready to have your meal. Yeah, you need a Wendy's frosty, uh, McDonald's fry, <laughs> and lunchables ketchup. That's the only way to do it. If you don't have those three, you might as well not even eat. But we proved that that was not the case. Yeah, yeah. So some real garbage there. Uh, I think if we're going from one fake meat product to the next, the next to talk about is obviously the ham and cheese, which was quite an experience. My first thought is how disturbing it is to have a single container that has both ham and a cookie in it. I just, I was very not happy about that right off the, yeah. right off the bat. I, was I wanted like, the cookie to be like, like sealed shut. Yeah. Yeah. The cookie should be somewhere else. Like anywhere else. Not as you box. open the package, somebody should come by and be like, oh, here's your cookie, by the way. And then leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know that would be much more expensive, but I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So the ham and cheese cracker one, this is not one that I think I had had before. Mostly because I don't think my parents would, like, buy into the concept that you needed to buy, like, specially compartmentalized ham and cheese. Uh, But Matt, tell tell me about this ham that you love so much. How did it hold up? Oh my god, this was my favorite one, like, growing up. Again, being a picky eater, it was also the most tolerable. But I had to be cool, so I still had to eat Lunchables. 
And immediately upon cracking that seal of shrink wrap over this plastic container, I was like, this is a ham and cheese Lunchable. Like, I knew the smell very recognizably, which is horrible and disgusting. (laughs) But they say smell is the sense connected strongest to memory. So it's working out. I was what a lovely scent to remember so fondly. And what was really weird to me is I thought growing up, and maybe I should look into this, like I thought it was Oscar Mayer's ham, Ritz crackers. Like I thought the point of Lunchables was it's all your favorite things that you would buy for your kid already put together. So maybe they just have like gone back and cut costs and they're like, we can't handle the licensing anymore for Oscar Mayer's, the fraction of a cent per container. So uh, no, no longer. Yeah, maybe they're spending all their money on Capri Sun. Yeah. Yeah, it it was definitely like a discount ham product. The first thing you can tell is like, this is very heavily processed. It's got a very distinct like swirl to it where you're like, oh, this is like, this is like 8,000 hams blended together and extruded (laughs) in a perfect tube. It's also like the most perfect color pink I've ever seen like a food product be like more so than some fruit that is supposed to be vibrant. This ham looks like it's been blessed by God to be bright pink. Yeah, you could use it as a color swatch to paint a room pink. Yeah. Would you like Lunchables ham pink for the nursery, sweetie? <laughs> the trick is that it does smell like ham too, so that's what your nursery <laughs> smells like. It was a... Uh, I- I don't know if I'd ever had this one as a child. I don't remember eating this one. Definitely did not like the looks of it as an adult. I don't think I would have as a kid either. I was really picky about the way my food looked. So I did not like the look of that ham. Well, you didn't like this wet ham that was somehow wet, even though it's been packaged for months. Right. And these like dingy slices of not craft American cheese. Oh, the cheese was bad. And off-brand Ritz crackers just stacked up high. Honestly, this isn't even the... Okay, the, the thing that offended me most about this... This meal, quote unquote, was the cookie. It was the most, I literally couldn't, I've never met a cookie that I couldn't finish and I couldn't finish this cookie. It was so bad. It just tasted yeah. stale and it was like, oh, you know me, I like soft chocolate chip cookies and it was, it was, it was hard, but it wasn't crunchy hard. It was just hard. What was the sweet in the hot dog? A uh, Hershey bar that didn't taste like a Hershey bar somehow. Yeah. Okay, great, great. That sounds about right. Yes. So the hand, so the cookies here, yes. They look like a Chips Ahoy. They really, right. really look like a Chips Ahoy. The second you bite them, you're like, oh, this is not a Chips Ahoy. <laughs> Wait, are they not Chips Ahoy? Those are definitely not Chips Ahoy, man. Because I have had... I just thought they were stale Chips Ahoy. No, I've had a Chips Ahoy relatively recently. That's some bullshit. <laughs> it's like a it's like a plastic version of a Chips Ahoy cookie. Almost. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it just doesn't have the right texture at all. And if you're not a crunchy cookie person, you're going to hate this shit. <laughs> Yeah, it, was well, it wasn't crunchy. It was hard and crumbly. Yeah, it yeah. was like all of the worst textures for a cookie. It's like I don't mind a crunchy chocolate chip cookie if it's like flaky and delicious, but it was just hard. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. Anoop, what did you think of the ham and cheese though? Before we bash okay, the cookie, so anymore? so the ham was really was really problematic in a lot of ways. It's a it's a really sweaty cut of meat, as you pointed out. <laughs> so it's just wet. like. It's just wet. It's just there's so much water in there. <laughs> but the thing is, usually when things are wet, okay, we talked about hot dog water before, right? Yeah. That is because hot dogs are soaking in salt, right? How can something so wet be so flavorless? It's, it's not, yeah. it doesn't taste like ham. It tastes just a little salty, I guess, at best. Yeah. 
the ham tastes like nothing, the cheese tastes like nothing, and the cracker doesn't taste like anything either. So yeah. magically you eat these things and you're like, well, right. this is lunch. The cracker reminded me of if you ever went to like a Catholic church and they make you eat the, the body. Yes, it was the body of Christ. <laughs> it literally tasted like that. Oh, as we called them, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, commuted lunchables were very popular. <laughs> you get a little Capri Sun pouch of wine too, so it's great. <laughs> that sounds great, actually. I think I would. Yeah, that, that does actually sound pretty good. But the the crackers, I I didn't find so offensive. They do taste off because they do they do try to look like a Ritz, and they're just not buttery enough. But yeah, like I've had well. enough other brands of crackers that i'm okay with that the cheese is definitely like try again trying to be a craft single uh it's yellow and salty it, it's like i i ate the cheese i put the cheese on the cracker i ate it uh i it stopped eating wet. the ham yeah it was weird it was weird but i definitely the only thing i stopped eating in that package uh was the ham the ham i took yeah. off and i threw away because i could not stomach the ham <laughs> So the cheese wasn't, even for being, like, off-brand, the other thing was weird that it was, like, in between white and yellow American yeah. cheese. Like, it wasn't the right color yellow. Yeah. So, like, clearly they just are, like, phoning it in. Um, but I could have, like, we split this package. I could have easily eat this whole, eaten this whole package. I actually had no problems with the ham, cheese, cracker combo. See, like, maybe, and I didn't have a problem with the pizza. So I wonder if it's just, like, when you were younger, you probably ate a lot of the ham and cheese ones, right? And I had a lot of the pizza ones. So that part of our memory is just telling us that it's delicious, even though we know deep down it's terrible. The pizza and the ham and cheese are on different levels of offensiveness in my <gasps> mind. No, I oh my dis- God. I mean, Anu couldn't even eat the ham, and I thought the cheese the was ham just really a disgrace bad. to cheese. You could eat that ham? The ham is sure. rubbery. It like yeah. it doesn't get like you bite it and it's still a perfect disc. It yeah. takes right. you have to put some force into it. I'll put it down on this this track right now. If we ever make it to 100 episodes for this, maybe I'll celebrate by eating 10 Lunchables ham and cheese oh worth God. of stacks. Listeners, you heard it here first. Someone could hold me accountable to this because I'm going to forget I said What we should do for, for the 100th episode is to make a, get like a real, like Wonder Bread, let's say, not real good bread, Wonder Bread, mm-hmm. and then make a full-sized ham and cheese sandwich out of Lunchables ham and cheese. And that's what you'll eat. I love that. Let's do it. Yeah. On to the last one. Yeah, the last one was an experience. And this is where I I took the reins a little bit. I I tried something new. I've had the pizza Lunchables before in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. And the, the, the immediate thing I noticed when I opened up this package is how pale the dough disc is. It's just like, it's pure white. It's like driven snow pale. It's something Are else. Are they cooked? I have no idea if they're actually cooked or not. They're cooked in a way because there's definitely like a skin on there. There's like a notable yeah. skin. And there's there's areas where you could tell that it puffed up and like collapsed. But the uh-huh. thing is like, how do you cook something without browning it? Like, it's not brown at all. It's so pale. Maybe that's what Lunchables has a patent for. It's like making your food as unappetizing as possible while still being cooked. Because if so, they succeeded. That that really struck me. The mozzarella was kind of interesting. I tasted it, just, you know, like grabbed a little piece of it. 
it's like a new level of low moisture mozzarella, right? Like it's like it's active. It actively dries out your mouth when you it's taste so it. Dry. And it doesn't make sense because you you think about okay, we're talking about the ham one where we're saying it's super wet and the cheese is super damp feeling in that one, and then you get to the pizza one and you're like, why'd you put sawdust in here? Where's the cheese? Yeah, yeah, this little compartment of powder that you can use to like blind your foes yeah you're lunchable <laughs> that's exactly what it is i also had a lot of trouble just getting the cheese out because of my adult size fingers couldn't quite <laughs> fit in the child size okay like, i'm gonna i'm gonna like, stand a, i don't think a child could necessarily get that out super easily either but yeah it was it was kind of difficult i definitely like pinched out little bits of cheese each time <laughs> That's where the gourmand in me got the tweezers out of my uh, (laughs) my, uh, shirt pocket and was like, okay, each strand of mozzarella shall be perfectly placed, adorned with a single slice of pepperoni. The pepperoni. I couldn't eat the pepperoni. Though the pepperoni looked fine. It looked like the pepperoni you'd get out of like a Hormel bag of pepperoni that you'd put on any homemade pizza. So it looked Mm -hmm. normal. And then you have this little uh, ketchup, giant ketchup packet filled with tomato sauce. Uh, That is so sweet. So sweet. Might as well have just been a giant ketchup packet filled with ketchup. Right. Honestly, that might. You know, I didn't have the hot dog one. But if you told me that was fancy ketchup. I'd probably be more into that sauce than I was as a tomato sauce. But it is like, it was like tomato candy almost. So sugary. I can see why child Colleen really liked it because I loved sweet things. I mean, I still do, let's be honest, but I loved that sauce. I still love it. I think it's so, okay, it's not like good pizza. Like if somebody gave me a real pizza with that sauce on it, would I like it? No. But somehow it just works with that undercooked bread, you know? You were just like, you, I gave her the reins to assemble this one, and she was squirting out so much sauce on each white disc. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. I cannot handle <laughs> the coverage that you're applying to I this. I used to empty the entire packet. And for those of you listening at home, you might remember that it has a lot of fucking sauce. Like, way too much sauce for the size of those pizza discs. And I used to empty the entire packet out onto the three discs and like be bummed that i didn't have more uh i actually thought it was not an unreasonable amount of sauce for all three discs i i think i emptied out the entire thing it was about a tablespoon per disc a little less was yeah. it yeah uh, yeah i always wanted more that's, that's i didn't think it needed much. more i wouldn't go that far i i just thought it was like relatively well proportioned i could have well, put was, a dollop and spread it It was perfect for me because he wanted a little less so then i got more on my two because i had two there's three which is a bummer you'd think there would be four that way if you're eating it you know if you're trading lunchables at school you can ah uh, i think that the three actually works well for a sort of lunchroom trading economy because what it does is it, it always <laughs> creates a dichotomy. You can't have this weird, like, socialism where it's split. You know, somebody's always only going to end up with one, right? There. So if you share with a friend, somebody gets two, somebody gets one. And if you trade away two, you better be getting something good because you only have three, right? So, That's true. Like, true. It, it creates a certain amount of scarcity. I think four incentivizes, like, this fourth one. Fuck this fourth one. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll trade that away for your fucking goldfish. But if you have three, <laughs> that third one, you're waiting for, like, a fucking fun-sized Reese's peanut butter cup. That's what, you or know. Or a Dunkaroo. Ooh. Or a Dunkaroo. Man, oh, man. If somebody traded a whole Dunkaroo away from one of these fucking pale discs, that kid what is an idiot. Rude. And you fucking run him yeah. out of town. 
I mean, I'd probably pay two or three full Lunchables for a Dunkaroo oh, packet. Easily. Yeah. Maybe somewhere at Lunchables HQ, there's like a conference room with one, like a one-way mirror, two-way mirror. What? What are the mechanics of mirrors that you could look through one side but not the other? Okay, so a two-way mirror is uh, not a mirror. A piece of glass. So <laughs> that's kind of the issue. So a one-way mirror. And they're just like running these social experiments with a bunch of kids and be like, oh my goodness, he gave away two pizzas for a Dunkaroo pack. Okay, we can't put too many in there. He'll be too powerful in the lunchroom. Right, right. And then, oh God, the power dynamics. Because then you have all these right. uh, children of single parents, I assume, with these Lunchables, <laughs> with all this power. Commanding, just slinging white discs around. Just like, yeah, I'll take yeah. this and that. Yeah. I'll take your women and your money. All of it is mine. <laughs> yeah. And so and so altogether it makes three pizzas. And I thought I'd do a little experiment. So I decided to prepare two of those pizzas. And this is mostly because online apparently this is a thing people debate about. Is do you heat up lunchables? Uh, this is the thing I found out, you know, in my in my various research for this podcast. Um mm-hmm. and it seems like the standard uh set by i believe it was kylie jenner tweeted this out was that she microwaved her lunchables uh to heat them up so one of the three my lunchables i microwaved and then the third because you know i'm a gourmand i'm sort of a chef i heated up in the oven to see how that would affect things in the real oven or a toaster oven in a real oven i don't have a toaster oven because i live in an apartment (laughs) i don't have that much counter space So you waited to preheat an oven. I preheated an oven and put in a single (laughs) pale disc. I wish you had put that on like a Tinder profile and be like, (laughs) loves cooking. (laughs) Oh boy, I still have the picture, so I'll I'll save that one for later. (laughs) That would be funny though. Okay, so so run us through the results here because we ate them all cold straight out of the pack. Okay, so talking about the cold one, I think the cold one altogether has some simulacrum of flavor like it uh-huh. kind of works together the the cheese is salty enough that the sweetness of the sauce kind of works it's very pasty yeah like it has a weird mouthfeel altogether you're just like it feels kind of wrong yeah in a way it's a white disc yeah that and then just in general with lunchables meat products yeah the pepperoni doesn't taste like shit it doesn't taste like anything it doesn't yeah, make any spicy. sense. It's not salty. No, it's got nothing going for it. It's got nothing going for it, right? So that that was kind of the cold one. The microwaved one, the cheese melts really well in the microwave. It gets fine. It's not offensive. It picks up <laughs> some moisture from the sauce. It's okay. The sauce bubbled up really quickly, like really quickly, which <laughs> implies that there's some, some sort of reaction going on there. Uh, and then the pepperoni just sweat out a bunch of oil, which again makes no sense because oil usually is proportional with flavor. It doesn't taste like it has any oil in it because it doesn't taste like shit. And then you heat it up and you're like, oh, these are all the calories I was eating, but what the fuck? Why didn't I taste any of these? The actual consumption of the microwaved one, the sauce loses a lot of its sweetness when you heat it up. And what it ends up tasting like is sweat. Like, very distinctly, it tastes like sweat. 
No. Just salty? Oh. No, no, like actual, like, like that sort of acidic, like B.O. sort of. That's the taste of it. I feel um, sick to my stomach just talking about this. Yeah, the, the cheese. The Lunchables. The cheese was fine. The cheese actually, like, altogether, it tasted like melted cheese. And that was what I was looking for, and it did the job, right? I'm shocked this cheese melts. Yeah. I really didn't think when you sent those pictures, I thought you had made a small version of the pizzas. Like, I didn't realize that you had cooked the actual Lunchables pizza, because I was convinced that its ingredients would be, like, bomb-proof. Yeah, I would have I would have thought that the if you put it in the oven, it would just burst into flames. <laughs> We right. Well, so we got to we get to the oven. The oven had the most interesting effect on the crust because the crust actually tastes okay when you put it in the oven. It like browns up, it browned up pretty nicely and it tasted like kind of like a, a low budget pita bread. Okay. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It didn't hurt my feelings or anything like that. Like it was fine. It was fine. If you sure. gave me that and you said like, "Oh, throw some hummus and leftover chicken on it," I'd be like, "Ah, oh, this is this is like some food," you know. <laughs> <laughs> the sweat issue was way more pronounced in the sauce. That sauce <laughs> tasted like tangy and just like real gnarly, like saltiness. <laughs> kind of this just this funk. This very yeah. unpleasant funk. I, I was not happy with the sauce. So clearly they made the sauce to be eaten cold. It seems like that is the case. I think the sauce does not respond well to heat. The cheese melted, and it, again, it was fine. It was melted cheese. It was fine. The pepperoni, the pepperoni started to do that thing that you're looking for, for pepperoni to do, which is to turn into a cup. Right? That's right. And when you put pepperoni in the oven, you want it to turn into a cup, get this browned edge. That's what you Just want it to do. That's fill up with grease. That's the actual ideal of pepperoni, right? It started to do that, but once you took it out of the oven, it flattened out again almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the the reason you want to get that browning, right? If we're if we're actually thinking of this like it's a real dish that you're preparing, browning equals Maillard reaction equals flavor, right? That's right. the whole idea. Uh, so you get that good crispy edge of, and then texture, of course. So it didn't develop the texture because like I said, it flattened out immediately. It didn't really feel like it got any crunchier. And then some critical ingredient of the Maillard reaction was missing because it didn't taste like it had browned at all. It tasted nearly <laughs> identical to the uncooked pepperoni, except a little less of the meat sweats. But then it had the sauce sweat to kind of compensate. So it, it was, you were fucked anyways. There was no winning so, in this little game I think this experiment has proven, though, that like they're not meant to be cooked, right? Yeah. Like nothing good came out of this. Like the pepperoni's I, resilient to being turned into something tasty. I sort of wish that we had heated up one of the hot dogs. Oh my god, I think you would have died. I think we would have actually thrown up. They would have had to send in like a hazmat squad <laughs> and like us and our two dogs be dead. Could you imagine the smell though? Because no. like the smell of the pizza was relatively the smell of pizza, right? But this is the smell of an off-brand hot dog. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not into it. The smell of hot dogs in general. I don't think hot dogs are like a food that smells good. No. Hot dogs, no, are, they're junk food. They're ballpark food. You don't really want to smell a hot dog. 
Yeah, right? you just want to eat it. So if you would microwave those hot dogs, I think you you might have had to just condemn the house. Yeah. You yeah. might have just had to move out. It would yeah. sink into the couch. Oh my god. It would oh sink god. In, it would sink we into the dogs. You have to get all new fur. furniture. You have to shave your dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm worried that, like, I'm going to, like, go for a run tomorrow and someone on the trail is going to be like, what? what's that pizza sauce smell and sweat? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like- be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because it's just, it It was, I, I think it's so synthetic mm-hmm. that it's clearly just a bunch of chemicals that smell and vaguely taste like the thing that they're supposed to taste like, right? Right. So it's like, oh, the pizza. Oh, the hot dog. <laughs> right? So I don't think those chemicals will break down. I think they'll yeah. probably just, like, pass into your blood system and then out through your sweat gland. I think you will sweat out these Lunchables, which explains why gym class stinks so much. Because yeah. all these Fair. fucking goobers are sweating out their Lunchables. <laughs> The way you described that dish, though, made it come across like this is like a deconstructed version of all of the things like that we tried to eat, like essence of ham and cheese with the influence of Ritz, um, but really it just tasted like nothing at all, which is so incredible. Yeah, I think the most flavorful thing out of all of these was the pizza sauce. Pizza sauce, because it's just sugar. Yeah. Although, okay, also... Gotta say, love the, uh, what was the chocolate one with the crunchies? Crunch bar. Crunch bar. Love crunch bars. Okay, the naming convention, Colleen, is pretty pretty right across the home plate what, on that one. What is the cr- the chocolate with the crunch in it? Uh, you know, it's crunchy. and It's a bar. It's a bar, but it's a bar that it's like, it's not hard. I wouldn't call it crispy. Oh, God. Um, you know, one of those bars. Crunchy. You guys, uh, just to any listeners out there, this is what I deal with all the time. Please rescue me. Um, these guys are so mean. Yeah, rightfully so, because you don't know what you're talking about. I crunch know, bars are great, though. I never know what I'm talking about. Yes, but I do know that crunch bars are delicious. Yeah, you know, I do think uh, I haven't had a crunch bar in a very long time. And as I ate it, I was happy with it. I think that was probably the thing I was most nostalgic for, because like, I celebrated yeah. Halloween as a kid. I definitely had crunch bars as a kid. Um, I don't know if the chocolate in a crunch bar really holds up without the crunch. No, it's garbage. Yeah, I think it's really bad chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun to make like a gourmet. Gourmet what? A gourmet one. Oh, gourmet what? Do you know what they're called? Crunch bar. Okay, just testing you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we also had talked earlier this week about, we were talking about, I asked him what the thing was that you put in popcorn to make it yummy, and he said it was a bunch of crunch. So now I'm just worried I'm confused about the different kinds of crunch. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Colleen skipped out on crunch class. Oh, no. You know, I rank it up in the complexity of keeping up, like, MCU crunch bar saga. (laughs) And then everything else is far below. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I like about the Crunch Bar saga is that they're very faithful to the comics, which I appreciate. Yeah. Not like the MCU. They change things up. Well, a bunch of Crunch being a serial killer who turns good. It's just like such an interesting twist. (laughs) But anywho, I think it would be fun to have like a gourmet Crunch Bar. Absolutely. Yeah. I I would eat non-gourmet Crunch Bars. I perused the series of gourmet Lunchables that were available in the supermarket. I did not buy any just because I was like, 
I didn't want to commit to this concept so much. Because then, the thing is, like, it would have been an entire week of me eating Lunchable-inspired meals. And I just couldn't yeah. do that. I couldn't, I couldn't come home from, like, a 14-hour day of work and eat a Lunchable. So that's where my experiment comes in that I didn't tell any of you guys about. As I was away this weekend, I had an adult-style Lunchable. How was it? I had a Hillshire Farms hot Italian salami Lunchable with Gouda cheese and crackers. That sounds better. It was really tasty. (laughs) And that is why we didn't start a podcast about things that are good. Because things that are good are boring. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had this thing and it tasted good. (laughs) Surprisingly, it tasted like Italian salami, Gouda cheese, and the crackers were crunchy and delicious. Wow. And that is fundamentally the most offensive thing about this this ham and cheese cracker box is because ham and cheese and crackers are things that keep. They keep well. You can package them. They'll taste good in a package. Like, it's, it's so fucking simple. How did you fuck this up? What did you guys do? Right. It's really impressive. It's like scientifically designed to be bad. Yeah. When it could just be good. Yeah. I mean... Maybe they do a lot of testing with kids. Okay, we're not being fair, right? Like, when you're a kid, your taste buds aren't as refined as they are when you're an adult. So clearly, nine-year-old Colleen was gobbling this shit up. You want to talk about fair when you eviscerated that poor child actor from Barney? I really did. He was terrible. That kid sucked. I think that's fine. That kid was bad. Was that kid, name a movie that that kid went went to be in when he got older. Name anything that that kid did. That kid's name? Nothing. Tom Hanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying he sucked. We're moving on from it. Yeah, he sucked as much as fucking ham and cheese Lunchables. That kid probably smelt like this ham smells. So wait, hold on. Did anyone look at what like the caloric content of any of this was, or like, uh they're around like four hundred calories, including box. the Capri Sun. I I think that Capri Sun's pulling a lot of weight, man. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Capri Sun's like two hundred calories. Yeah, in I was about to itself. say. I think the the actual food. I felt it's like eating it. I mean, we had three lunchables between the two of us, and I ate like a semi real dinner earlier. I mean, it was early because I'm an old lady, but it felt like not enough food at all. But then I remembered like children eat this, and that might be enough food. But I feel like even that wasn't enough food for me as a kid. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's not enough food once you hit, like, puberty. But yeah. then the, even even the idea of a teenager eating a Lunchable seems sad to me. Like, yeah. what's the upper end of a Lunchable? At what age um, is a Lunchable sad? 20-something, because here we are. No, this was sad. This was sad. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah. No, yeah, this was sad. When does it become... Like, when is it neutral? When is it good? You know what I mean? So you, let's say you're anywhere from when do humans eat solid foods at like one? No, they eat like mushy foods at one. Let's say. Well, let's start with school. Let's assume at home you should probably be eating something else. Not so lunchables. I, All right. Well, when you're in school. The youngest. Five. Yeah. Okay. So from five okay. to what age is it okay to be eating lunchables? And then when does it get like, this could be a problem. And then when do, do you start going downhill quickly? Yeah. What's everyone's opinions here? Fifth grade. Fifth grade? You think like once you go to middle school, it's like not cool anymore? Yes. That's fair. Yeah, I think a middle a middle school kid could very confidently make a packed lunch, right? Easily on their own. I'd even sure. say a fifth grader probably could do a packed lunch on their own. But let's say 
middle school, that seems like a skill. You could slap together a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if you had the proper reagents available to you. You'd be lunch-able on your own. Yes, you are <laughs> lunch-able. Um, <laughs> you're not lunch-handicapped. Yes. This is the only other That's what these are. way of looking at that. Lunch. Here, you could be lunchable again. Yeah. I don't know. That didn't but Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. Any Anybody in middle school, it would be really... It'd be troubling. It'd be like a red flag. Like, I feel like their teacher should call a PTA, like a parent-teacher conference, to be like, hey, I saw your kid was eating a fake pepperoni pizza. <laughs> what, what happened? Like, just buy a real pizza and send him to school with the slices, because that seems better <laughs> than what this is. That's like, absolutely better. Oh, man. That, that I had that very rarely because again my parents had some sense of the idea that that might kill me. But like twice I think in high school I brought slices of cold pizza to lunch. It was the best. Mm. I fucking love slices of cold pizza at lunch. So we're just going to talk about lunches we'd like. Um, <laughs> I just have a quick question for everyone. I think I already know Matt's answer, but let's say you're in elementary school and you get milk. What form is that milk in? What container is that milk in? It's in a carton. It's in a carton? It's in a carton. No, we had we had bagged milk. You had Capri Sun milk? We had bagged milk. Had no, so bags so, of milk? Yeah, so it wasn't shaped like what a Capri Sun. What sort of Soviet it, era country do you live in? <laughs> it didn't stand up on its own <laughs> was like the a milk Capri in Sun. quotation marks? Like what the fuck was it? So it was like so I thought of it earlier because you mentioned that the fact that Capri Suns are in the the bag that doesn't let you see inside of it, right? Like that was a good yeah. call because it looks like jello basically mixed that's with That's what this tastes like. Yeah, it looks like jello mixed with a liquid somehow blended and then that's what it is. But the milk that it, it looks like regular ass milk because it was regular ass milk, but it came in a see-through pouch. So it's like if you got chocolate milk, you just had the and it had like little writing on the outside and stuff. And so you'd have to stab your 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 yeah. straw into it. It was a similar straw to this, like shorter though cuz like the pouch was it, you just set it down like it was a square and you set it down on your plate normally mm -hmm. and it like jiggled and then you'd like poke your straw into it and sometimes you'd poke your straw through both sides and then it would just start filling up your tray because you'd have it in the little like there'd be a little you know on the on the trays that had the separate containers or whatever and then you'd poke it all the way through and you'd be like oh no and then you'd have to slurp up your milk from the tray nobody was the writing milk in quotation marks <laughs> the weird thing yeah the weird thing that i'm noticing is that you're smiling while telling this story which it sounds like you're describing a deep trauma yeah <laughs> Sounds like one of the most depressing fucking things I've ever heard. I'm yeah. Googling it and, so I can show you, know, you a photo. I always forget that Colleen went to high school in the basement of an army surplus store. Because what the fuck? That looks it? disgusting. It's like, oh, we bagged sewage for you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's not good, Colleen. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was that, so funny. Do you ever have milk water balloon fights where you're just like, no. milk fight? No. And just like hurling milk at each other? No, we knew. So. Colleen, your elementary school experience was defined by going to the nurse's office to steal lozenges and yep. drinking bags of milk. So Colleen grew up in the depression. <laughs> you know, at my elementary school, they just poured milk into our cupped hands, and that would just make more sense <laughs> than a bag of milk. <laughs> and he sucked it out. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and I still do. 
and occasionally I'll meet somebody else that's had bag milk before, and I'm like, yes, you get it. Oh, Matt. Unfortunately, we're already past Valentine's Day. Otherwise, you had an easy gift. <laughs> Does Sherry's Berries sell bagged milk or no? <laughs> Here's a heart-shaped bag of milk. Use offer code this sucks to get 50% off your Sherry's Berries bagged milk. (laughs) Oh my god. You'll never understand. Yeah, because it's garbage and we've progressed past the need to put fluids in bags, just like Capri Sun. Hey, that's okay, okay. But when I went to Ghana, we had bagged water and it was called pure water. You're not selling it. You said when when I went to this third world country had it, so it must be good. (laughs) You grew up in America. Your your milk should come in some sort of rigid container. I wonder why they had bagged milk. Like, was that what was the benefit? Yeah, because you were in the frigid white north. They couldn't have rigid containers because they would shatter in the cold. Yeah, they couldn't handle it. I feel actually a little sick. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come up on you. Yeah, it's it's coming up on me. Hopefully not in a literal way, just in the figurative way. Reddit.com. Anyone remember these milk pouches from elementary school? Yes. We're not doubting Look, their I'm existence. I'm not saying it's impossible that it happened. I'm just saying that I'm sad that it happened. <laughs> Don't be sad that it's over. Just be happy that it happened. <laughs> Look. Abuse is real, is all I'm saying. <laughs> and I understand that concept. I just don't think we should be celebrating it. The fact that you went to school and was abused by your school system, that's that's sad, I think. Colleen, you deserve a carton of milk. <laughs> you deserve four walls, a little house made, and then inside the house is milk. I feel like our school district eventually moved to cartons of milk and it wasn't the same. It wasn't as fun. Sorry for that. It just tasted like cardboard. I just wanted it to be in a plastic pouch. Any last things we want to say about Lunchables before we continue to rip Colleen a new one? (laughs) (laughs) I don't... I think think Lunchables are just... They're just fundamentally flawed. I think this is very much a child of an era where you could just sell something in like good packaging and it was fine if the thing inside the packaging was bad yeah and it's just objectively bad and it's still bad that's the thing that strikes me because the people who ate lunchables when they came out are now adults and right. they maybe have kids and they're maybe buying the lunchables for their kids and that's just fine. like they don't know that nobody told them that these are bad because you had them they were bad <laughs> right like my biggest thing is I just want to know who's still buying Lunchables. If it is somebody from our generation, maybe it's that they haven't tasted it in a while, so they don't remember it. But like, I'm surprised that Lunchables is still a thing, especially with, I mean, I was a nanny for four years, roughly. And the kids that I nannied for, I don't think their parents would have ever let them eat a Lunchable. Like they were the kind of people where... They just had to have everything like healthy, organic, 
all that good stuff. And I feel like that's really popular right now. So I'm trying, I, I guess maybe just low income. Fa- I mean, obviously I work for, for more affluent families in well, you yeah, know, the you suburbs of Boston. Any. Right, exactly. But I, I guess it's it's more of like the, the the lower income families that might be still doing it. But I feel like there's just got to be a bet. Like, honestly, it can't be cheaper to have a ham and cheese lunch bowl than it is to buy a packet of Ritz crackers and some ham. Yeah, I think you're pegging it wrong. When you say it like that, it almost sounds exploitative. Because really, the only person who would need to buy a Lunchable is a person who couldn't have the time to make lunch for their kid, which only could be somebody who's working really hard, like they don't have the time to get home and make lunch for Okay, you know this episode just got real sad for me because now I'm thinking. Yeah, about but that. you could even. I mean, okay, you're going to the store, right? You're picking up these lunchables. You're in the same spot basically that a bag of pepperoni would be, and then you just get to have to go pick up Ritz crackers, and that's it. That's like all you got to do. So I just got to assemble can't it. Fathom. I think you guys are taking a very far dark slant. Also, you don't have to assemble it. You just send the packet of pepperoni. They have the little packets that are like you know, yay big. For all of our listeners, this is great. Uh, you can definitely see what I'm doing. Yeah, and then a you just bit, give as big them a, as a a, one of the one yay big, and then you give them one of the little mini packets of Ritz crackers that we get all the time, and then you throw it in their bag, and then they just eat it at lunch. Yeah, see, I think you guys are pegging this wrong. I think this is like squarely middle class. Like the kids just want them because other kids have them, or the but parents why do are those lazy. kids have them? I don't know. Why did we have them? Well, when did they come out? 1988. Okay, okay. Well, they were pretty new. Commercials, right? That's why one kid got the idea from a commercial. Every other yeah. kid buys it because their friend has it. This right. is this is an industry that Netflix needs to kill, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I would be totally happy with that. Yes, I, I don't think they need to exist anymore. Yeah. This was objectively the worst thing we've done in our short tenure on the show. <gasps> worse than Barney? Yeah, worse than Barney. Like, Barney, yeah. I get. Oh, no. So, I wouldn't go that far. Barney, I get as a kid's show. Like, yeah, but I didn't open up this package of Lunchables and find some weird redheaded kid in there, so. <laughs> no, but it's just like, in terms of what you can do for lunch, where you're describing where I could buy not even pepperoni, I could buy a stack of ham, cut it into quarters, craft singles, like unwrapped ones, cut those into quarters, yep. and give you a hunk of each of that and a bag of crackers. And you would have a significantly better lunch experience than cracking into a Lunchable. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't beat you there. It was definitely very unpleasant. Uh, I think in this case, this thing that we remembered definitely sucked. Uh, Yeah. In a way that I did not, I did not expect it to suck this much. I thought it would be bad, but I didn't expect it to be this bad. Scale of one to ten. Ten, the thing is great. And you'd recommend it. One, it's the worst thing. How would you rate this on an, on how it sucks? I I really don't. I don't. I can't think of one person I would recommend this to. That's fair. So I think it. I think it has to be a one. So I was like hesitant to give it a one because I was like, we're gonna have a lot of shows ahead of us, and something's got to be like the worst thing. But if a noob's giving it a one, I'm absolutely also giving it a one. <laughs> I would give it a three. Which one? Which one? Pizza gives it? specifically. Pizza specifically. Okay. If somebody were to ask me, "Hey, do you scale of one to ten? How do you recommend the hot dog uh, lunchable?" I'd be like a negative twelve. 
I think yeah, I think the pizza close. one is the only one that really balances out the novelty with the actual ability to eat it. I think the hot dog and the burger. There's also there used to be a burger. I I don't know if there still is. I remember the burger. Oh, I remember the burger. Yeah. So I think those two just it's like novel, but that's got to be fucked up to eat. But yep. at least the pizza one, like cold pizza, is a thing. Cold tomato sauce, cold cheese. There's nothing outwardly offensive about that. Like that's yeah. fine. And the ham and cheese one. I think the thing that really pisses me off about it is it just it would be so easy to do a good version of that that it's like right. it's fundamentally rather offensive to me <laughs> how about you matt one to ten the the it's definitely a one oh, across I guess the you board said one, yeah right i hate the pizza one I, I just don't like the pizza one like growing up i never liked it i still hated it okay. i think the crust is disgusting the sauce is disgusting i think you're disgusting the ham and cheese one is so inoffensive to me that would be like my three or four because like i said i could just eat that like all day and be like i'm not eating anything it's crunchy <laughs> and nothing else maybe a little slick maybe it's a little definitely wet slick yeah it's um, slick. it's sweaty it's i don't want you to get away with say water it's sweat <laughs> it's sweat yeah. and i want you to live with it I'm assuming if we had gone to other territories with our Lunchable exploration, um, the nacho one was my favorite growing up, um, where it was just a tray of corn chips and nacho cheese oh, yeah. and salsa. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how that ever got away as a lunch, but that one was uh, really, really great because who doesn't like nacho cheese? Yeah. I bet that one would be sense-wise actually probably one of the more unpleasant ones. Because again, really? because those are all things you still eat on the reg. Like, sure. you would have an off-brand Lunchable tortilla chip, an off-brand nacho cheese sauce, and off-brand salsa. Like, I think it's going to be really bad. <laughs> I think That's it's, true. I think it's going to be like, um, I think, if I had to guess, it would be like you cut paper plates into small circles and then dip mm-hmm. them in, uh, like, watered-down Velveeta. Would be my best guess. Nice. You're selling it really hard. Yeah. Um, I'd probably, I mean, I just was like defending sweaty meat. So I'd probably find a way to yeah, get it Yeah, you'd probably fine. still enjoy though. I think I could probably <laughs> still eat the pizza one, but I can't think of the, think of an idea. Like I can't actually recommend it to anybody. Um, right. If we go back to like other episodes, I think the most offensive episode for me so far was the Barney episode. Yeah. I don't know. I, the thing is, like, that one I couldn't recommend also because there's, like, children, there's good t- children's TV shows out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Barney is just, like, we're so far removed from the age, like, the target audience that that's why I think it gets a pass. Like, we had talks with Launchables where, you know, other people our age had eaten them within the last year or two. Yeah. So, like, they still come up, like, as something that people try or buy or eat. Whereas, like, when was the last time someone willingly put on Barney? That's um, true. My power ranking so far is Lunchables, Barney, then Backstreet Boys in terms of the worst. Everything else so far has been somewhat enjoyable. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I just swapped the Lunchables and Barney. Fair enough. Uh, well, we did it again, guys. I think I think we got to the end. Don't remember this one sucking. The title holds very true for this one. Oh yeah, my goodness! It yeah. really does. Um, I don't feel well right now. Definitely have a stomach ache all night. Can't wait. All I'm saying lunch is a new episodes deliver on the premise of the podcast, and that's what's important. <laughs> 
Thanks for joining us this week on our podcast. Join us next week as we explore the great outdoors with Forest Frontiers, Dynamite Dunes, and Leafy Lake.